Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how stress during pregnancy can influence the chances of the baby being born a boy or a girl, how the physics of skipping stones can make space exploration safer, and how to stop overspending. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Stress, am I right? Stress affects the entire body. And for pregnant people, it affects the baby too. New research suggests that moms-to-be who are stressed out during conception and the earliest phases of pregnancy might be more likely to have a child of a certain sex. Stick around to the end of the episode for the gender reveal. No, 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 we're not doing that. It's, it's, it's a girl. Stress, stress could make having a girl more likely. Okay, fine. Well, anyway, here's how the study went down. Researchers found 164 people who were toward the end of their first trimester. Each one filled out some surveys about their stress levels, and they donated a lock of their hair. Several months later, the researchers got back in touch with them to find out the sex of the baby. Just over 100 of the participants carried their baby to term and were able to finish the last leg of the research project. Once that was all finished, the researchers started analyzing the data, and they divided the new parents into groups, those who had boys and those who had girls. Then the researchers dug into the data about their stress levels. Stress levels on the survey were basically the same in both groups, but the hair told a different story. See, you can use hair to measure cortisol, a stress hormone. These hair samples served as physical records of the mom's hormonal chemistry around the time of conception and during the first several weeks of their pregnancies. It's sort of like the way ice cores record the amount of CO2 in the air over time, except instead of burning fossil fuels, you're navigating rush hour and dealing with deadlines. It turns out that moms who eventually gave birth to girls had way more cortisol in their systems than moms who gave birth to boys. Scientists will need to do a lot of different kinds of research to understand what's going on here, but the researchers have a few ideas. It could be that stress messes with levels of sex hormones, or that stress makes it harder for XY sperm to find and fertilize the egg, or it could be something further along in development. Scientists just aren't sure. This isn't the first study of its kind, and new findings are consistent with some previous work, but other research has pointed in the opposite direction. So we can't say anything definitive quite yet. But in any case, let's try to keep the pregnant people in our lives as relaxed as possible. Not so they'll give birth to boys, but because pregnancy is hard enough as it is. Picture this. It's a cool summer evening, and you decide to skip stones into the lake. You might already know the stone to look for, round and flat. You might also know the technique, a sideways toss to give it a good spin and a flat orientation so it hits the water at a low angle. But did you know your stone-skipping knowledge can help spacecraft land safely? Yeah. A team of scientists from China recently dug into the physics behind how stones skip, and these findings will be critical to future space travel. The researchers used an aluminum disc to simulate a flat stone, then unleashed a puff of air to send it skipping over the water. They repeated their experiment with a variety of speeds and spins. At slightly higher speeds, the disc bounced, just like a stone skipping. At speeds just slightly lower, 
it would surf across the surface of the water. But when the speed was too low, the disc would sink instead. The team also made important measurements of the Magnus effect. The Magnus effect is the phenomenon where a spinning object curves away from its path. It's what makes a curveball curve. In this case, the Magnus effect caused the skipping disc's path to curve as it hit the water. The research showed how this effect is related to speed, so scientists can accurately predict the resulting path. And like I said, these experiments have a lot of implications for safe space travel. One application is the splashdown. That's the dynamics of how a space capsule will move as it lands in the ocean. But you don't even need water for this to be relevant. From space, a planet's atmosphere is a lot like a lake. It's a dense layer. That means that the lessons we learn from skipping stones can apply to the techniques we use for spacecraft re-entry. When a spacecraft re-enters the atmosphere, there's a delicate balancing act. If the angle is too steep, the spacecraft is subject to an extremely high drag force, and it'll burn up. Too shallow, though, and the situation is just as bad. If the spacecraft skips on the atmosphere like a stone would, it can completely bounce off and end up back in space. This re-entry window is extremely narrow. For Apollo 13, the approach needed to be between 5.3 and 7.7 degrees. But thanks to studies like this one, scientists can generate precise predictions of safe re-entry trajectories. All thanks to a relaxing summer pastime. It's easier than ever to spend money. You can get pretty much anything you want with just a few taps on your phone these days. So we thought we'd bring back some advice from 2018 on how you can spend responsibly. Now, in this story, we're going to cite some numbers related to commuting to your job. And yeah, we know not as many people are commuting to work these days. But get this. According to a recent survey, nearly half of Americans have never worked from home, including during the pandemic. So we figure this is still going to be pretty useful. Enjoy these money-saving tips from this story we remastered just for you. Do you ever buy stuff you just know you don't need, but you get it anyway? We've all been there. But those purchases can really add up. Before you know it, you've got a bunch of junk instead of a bunch of money. Well, today we've got a trick to stop overspending on frivolous purchases. This money-saving trick comes from the best-selling book, Your Money or Your Life. And authors Vicki Robin and Joe Dominguez have a pretty simple solution. Just think of your money as hours of your life. That's it. You'll have to do some number crunching, though. Even if your job pays you by the hour, you need to calculate your income after taxes. If you're salaried at $50,000 a year, you might take home about $3,500 a month, depending on the taxes where you live. Divide that by the number of hours you work, and you might end up with about $22 an hour if you work 40 hours a week. But then you need to add up all your work-related expenses. That means commuting costs, work lunches, dry cleaning, and stuff like daycare, house cleaning, and even fun activities that help you de-stress after work. After all, some people just wouldn't be able to make it through the work week without Netflix. Then add up all the hours you spend on work when you're not at work, like commuting and answering emails after hours. And then you can crunch the numbers. Subtract your monthly work-related expenses from your monthly wages and add your non-work work hours to your actual work hours. Then divide your real wages by your real work hours. Let's say you, a hypothetical 50K a year worker, spend $1,500 a month on work-related expenses and 40 hours of work-related time outside of work. That makes your real hourly wage $10. And that's the number you can use to get your spending under control. 
If your real hourly wage is $10, that means that every 10 bucks you spend is an hour of life energy. That means a $40 food delivery is four hours of your life. A $15 ride share when the bus is just 10 minutes away, that's 90 minutes you'll never get back. Now, I'm not saying don't splurge. Splurging is super fun, I know. But this might help if you feel like you're doing it a bit too much. Let's recap today's takeaways, Ashley. Well, we learned that stress can make a pregnant person twice as likely to have a girl. This could be because stress messes with levels of sex hormones or because it makes it harder for certain sperm to find and fertilize an egg. We don't really know. But either way, let's just try to avoid unnecessary stress, whether you're pregnant or not. We also learned that researchers studied the physics of skipping stones to figure out how we can land spacecraft more safely. They looked into the Magnus effect, which is basically the thing that makes a curveball curve, and calculated how it relates to speed. And knowing this will help scientists make sure that spacecraft don't skip across a planet's atmosphere on entry. When it comes to safe landings, we just want that rock to sink. And maybe one of the coolest things about this study is that they actually had real-world advice for those of us who want to improve our stone-skipping game. Number one, spinning the stone isn't necessary to get it to skip, but it does make it easier. Thanks to the gyro effect, spinning it makes the stone more stable, so it hits the water at a consistent pitch angle. Number two, to get the maximum number of bounces, which is what we all want, right? It's that pitch angle that's most important. To get the most skips, the angle between the stone and the water's surface should be about 20 degrees. So, you know, get your compass out. <laughs> and just a fun fact, the world record for skipping a stone on water is 38 skips. But, you know, thanks to science, maybe you'll beat that someday. Who knows? We also learned that to stop overspending, try thinking of money as hours of your life. Calculate your earnings after all of your expenses, and I mean all, taxes, groceries, car payments and gas, Pizza Friday, your Discovery Plus subscription you can't live without, you know, that kind of thing. Then convert the cost of whatever you're about to buy into hours of your life and see if it helps. Another tip that I would just offer, the app You Need a Budget. Love it. I am a total proponent of that app. It is fantastic. I just started using it with my husband to make like a household budget, which I've never done before. I've never budgeted with another person. So it's it's fun. It's cool. It makes it so like every money decision I make is going toward a central goal instead of just, you know, me spending it on whatever. Pro tip in my extensive experience as a first time homeowner who's only lived here for one year is that that budget is extraordinarily important because and with me and I guess what happens to lots of people is they may move in and they want to change a million things right away. And it's like, dude, I could spend $50,000 in one month on stuff I want to change. And you got to pace yourself because A, that's too much money. I don't have $50,000 laying around. And B, you get burned out. You want to landscape the garden. You want to, uh, you want to knock out this wall. You want to update the door here. You want to up, you put some trim on the window or whatever. You want to redo some floors. You want to get new cabinets or whatever it is. There's all these things and you could, you don't have a blank check and infinite energy to do that stuff. So uh, not only will budgeting money and saying I can put X amount into my house per month help you, you know, not go broke, but it'll also help you maintain your energy so that you're able to keep doing stuff. And you don't just do a bunch of stuff for three months and then never do anything again. As an outsider, seeing your homeowner journey, 
it seems like you did all of those things like right away. Because <laughs> every time I talk to you, you're like, oh, I'm painting the walls, doing crown molding. Got you added like a like a deck, like all this stuff. But I'm sure it was spaced out. <laughs> we do not have crown molding. And the reason it does seem that way is because we crunched everything in the first three months because we were expecting a baby. Right. And then after the baby was born, we didn't do anything for three months. All right, that explains it. Because we had a baby. There's another tip then. Have a baby? (laughs) No, just like, if you're going to have a baby, uh, ignore everything Cody said and do it right away. (laughs) There you go. Today's writers are Grant Curran and Brianna Brownell. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Time is money. And that's why you can join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. What can I say? We're cheap. (laughs) And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.